0: Cloud Inspires, Tari Noitaya Ishvisia, Pilvin Episode 3 with Samuel and, Poo and the topic Cloud App Security. Hello and welcome to our first episode of Cloud Inspirers in English. My name is Thomas Naunheim and I have with me co host Gregor. Hi, Gregor hi guys yeah gregor it is a really special episode of our podcast we have our first international guest yeah in absolutely podcast. but uh
1: first we have some community news before we go going to our new and international speaker and but we will um how was your summer
0: um, I think very rainy. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in Germany, it was not the uh, best summer season, I guess, because uh, a lot of rain and all this stuff. But in the end, it was also a very um, interesting summer. A lot of interesting conferences and community events. Um, and that brings us to the next topic about, yeah, what's next in the community? What are maybe some events that you should mark in your calendar to visit them
1: absolutely so I think
0: did will you start with some community news a very special community event is in front of us we have the cloud identity summit in place which and we is we hope um, you are registered yeah we hope so so on September 38th uh, we've got the Yeah, Virtual Cloud Identity Summit, live from Cologne, Germany. So that's the place where the moderator will stream the event. A lot of great sessions and uh, two uh, tracks, a cloud um, identity declaration and a security track. And it's also Ask Me Anything, a community-driven conference with a lot of room for discussion and uh, meet people from the community. And registration is still open. So check it out and um, yeah, really looking forward for
1: that. Yeah, sounds really great. And I also really happy if we have uh, our first uh, free check yesterday and it was really uh, nice and funny and so many speakers, they joined this. So yeah, we are really looking forward to this. Uh, yeah. Second identity summit next week or maybe this week. Uh, Depends
0: yeah. on the time
1: where you yeah, listen to this. Yeah, absolutely.
0: When you listen to this come
1: Yeah. Another topic we have on our community news is the next Azure Bond Meetup, and yeah, our, our summer break is over, and we have a new guest uh, to us. They Hannes Lagler Grüner, he is a um, MVP from the Switzerland. And he will uh, dive uh, into Azure Sentinel with us. Um, f- firstly, with an overview, and then in the second uh, session, he will going uh, deeper into the technical side of Sentinel. How can you? What can you do with Sentinel, and so on. So I think it's really interesting to join this. And this will be also on the 19 October. And yeah, join us. You can see this on azurebond.de. And then we have some layer, some <laughs> noise, yeah, some uh, little announcement because we the ignite. Uh, we hope you have heard about this. The next ignite is uh, coming on uh, in the beginning of November, and we plan some of our special community events like the ignite um, recap, but in a special edition with our. Friends from the Geek Speech with uh, Eric Berg and I think also with Marcel Maurer. So yeah, take a look at our site, at our Twitter accounts, and yeah, we will introduce this shortly. Stay tuned. Absolutely. I have heard that Thomas has great ideas for the for the Ignite Week. <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely. I think there will be some really special. Um, yeah. I, 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 I will not say anything. But <laughs> yeah. um, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. And yeah, that's it, right?
1: Absolutely. I think cool. we can go into our guest. He is waiting, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we are really... Um, it's a real pleasure. And uh, uh, yeah, I think also maybe a pleasure for him to be our first international guest. But um, yeah, so we say... Hello and welcome, Sami. Hi, guys. Great to be here. Great
2: hi, to have Sammy. you here on
0: our podcast. Yeah. And um, yeah, maybe would you like to briefly introduce
2: yourself? Yes, of course. Hi, my name is, uh, hi all. My name is Sami Lampu and uh, I have been actually in IT industry almost two decades now. To be precise, 19 and a half years. And uh, of course, you can imagine that, that uh, during that almost 20 years, there has been various roles and positions. Uh, but if I summarize shortly, the first 10 years went with uh, on-prem active directory, PKI and other, uh, other infra core solutions. And the last 10 years, I have been working heavily with the cloud, uh, starting with the first people's implementations here in Finland, where I'm based. And uh, currently, I'm working as a lead consultant consultant in Nixu Corporation and uh, have spent the last three and a half half years focusing heavily to the Microsoft Cloud security-related stuff, especially in security monitoring. And yes, I actually almost forgot to mention that I'm also Azure MVP. Really great. Yeah. Um, You are new in the MVP family, I have seen. And how does it feel for you it's it has been awesome the the community community and w- welcome was, was very warmly and uh, this is yes this is my first year and uh, of course I have worked uh, heavily a lot with uh, multiple mVps earlier also but now I have seen the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm. I know that one of the MVPs
1: that you are working with is uh, in this call. I mean.
2: <laughs> yes, you are totally right. We have been working with Thomas, actually approximately one year already. Yeah. Oh
1: great yeah i have seen your blog and you have your blogging uh, quite a lot uh, i seen the oldest blog post was i mean from 2011
2: i'm yes right. yes you are totally right uh, i have been blogging quite a uh, quite long time already uh, of course in early early years or early phases of blogging i i wrote only one or two blog posts in for xml 2011 or 2012 but uh, somewhere around 2015 i started blogging more frequently and uh, i haven't deleted anything so all the blog posts are there so if you look back uh, for the post, you can expect to find a lot of stuff we, from an uh, on-prem active directory and, and such. Disaster recovery things and, and AD migrations and so on.
1: Sounds really great. So I think this is also a yeah a big part uh... In the companies right now, and I see a lot of yeah active directory issues and so on. So it's good to know that some there are some many or well, many uh, content out there where we can take a look and find some hopefully uh, useful information. So and yeah, it's really great that you have all uh, your article online uh, listed.
2: So yeah, it's really great.
1: Um, we have. Yes, have.
2: Uh, sorry. Yes, I was just saying that uh, one of the most popular blog posts still is how to upgrade your ADD schema to 2016 level.
0: Isn't it? <laughs> really?
2: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it.
1: I I can imagine this because yeah, we have I have um, in the last year an AD project and with uh, a redesign, and yeah, you see so many. T- it's yeah installed <laughs> 10 years ago and no one has changed everything in this ad and it's still running but it's not get any yeah any updates
2: or whatever yeah it's still alive yeah yes, yes, it's still well. alive and will be definitely yeah, yeah. many many years ahead um, yeah, uh, for our guests, we have a pre-call two days ago,
1: and Sammy has um, yeah talked about uh, uh, an interesting hi- uh, history. So, Sammy, will you um, give us a short into how you came to the IT? So, I think it's really interesting when you uh, yeah when you are ready to uh, to tell us.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, I actually started working in IT industry quite late. I was uh, something uh, approximately 26-25 years old Uh, and before that I I did uh, totally different stuff. I I worked uh, in an airline company and also short period of time also in prison.
1: That sounds really interesting and how you come to the IT from this uh, also interesting jobs?
2: I was I actually was always curious to work with the computers when I when I was a young boy I worked with the computers in the, in those days also but uh, uh, for some reason I I didn't chose that path before before as an adult and and. Uh, it was a kind of co- uh, co- also coincidence and uh, and uh, things just happened and then i got an opportunity to go to the school at the age of uh, 25 to continue my studies and that's how i actually ended to work with the with the computers again
1: yeah it's yeah uh, we are also really happy that you are uh, changed this uh, way because yeah you have uh, mm, did a great job in the community, you have uh, yeah, quite a good blog and I have uh, find so many useful information about that. Yeah, we will list also the blog in the show notes. And yeah, what are your, uh, your favorite topics today? So I have seen yeah you are raising from the AD side to the yeah to the cloud to the cloud, the and cloud, side. What? <laughs> to the cloud side yes <laughs> from the on-prem side to the cloud side, to the dark side of the moon. sometimes um, some uh, will tell this. Um, yeah, how, um, was, what, uh, what is your favorite topic
2: now in what? this area? When, when I started to work with the cloud, of course, the, in, in those days, approximately 10 years ago, everybody was doing migrations to O365. So I was, of course, working heavily with the migrations. And in those days, my focus was in hybrid identity scenarios. And uh, of course, when, when the focus had been in the on-prem stuff uh, azure ad connect adfs and doing the migrations uh, that that turned to of course managing the 0 365 environment and also azure ad ad stuff uh, included but nowadays the last years the focus has been basically uh, in a security monitoring field so i would say that the plow team approach has been close to my heart. And uh, that's the reason why those components also, all the solutions are so familiar to me. So that is the uh, most interesting stuff at the moment. But of course I'm working uh, in general in, a, I would say in cloud security, not uh, specific specifically for example, in, in uh, M365 side, but also in Azure side. But the focus has been in security monitoring.
0: And this is yeah, also a really huge topic. So the people also ask, yeah, um, you are working for example on AJD, but what, what else? But uh, if we talk about cloud security, especially if you have this wide um, yeah, range of, of, of solutions that you have to focus, how, uh, the, uh, how do you um, uh, make sure that you always keep up to date and um, follow the trends in the, in the cloud security stuff? That's the tricky one. Oh, okay. Hardest question.
2: Of course, the amount of the data and, and, and the development pace in, in the Microsoft Cloud, for example, it, it, it is staggering. So it's quite hard to keep pace what's happening happening in the, in the cloud. But uh, what I do and how, how I do it, uh, of course, I'm using quite heavily Twitter to follow the product group members and and uh, all the other community members who publish lots of information for, for them them and, uh, and uh, also I, I follow the Microsoft blogs quite a lot to catch trying to catch all the necessary information which is relevant to my work.
1: Yeah, I've seen that you are working um, on some project with Thomas so, yeah, I can. Will you give us a short example of what you do right now? So, Thomas, you can also tell, but I think, Sammy, tell us, <laughs> please.
2: Yes, maybe Thomas could start because uh, the, the whole idea, idea for the project came from Thomas. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you, you said it before, one year around? Yes, I, I just
2: just looked that uh, our first uh, Password Spray uh, <laughs> chapter yeah. was published in the early days of November 2020.
0: And it took a little bit of time until it was published because uh, of all the research stuff that we... Uh,
2: <laughs> yes, that was yeah. the easy one.
0: <laughs> that, that was a good one. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that, that will be maybe the, the follow up question uh, in general about uh, research and your community contribution. Because if you see the result of your work, which is mostly a blog post or an article as part of the playbook that we uh, worked together, um, how much time? Uh, it is possible to spend in a such a small topic like password spray and uh, get uh, research results that you can't imagine because you expected another result, for example, could be possible.
2: Yes, that's right. You are able to spend all the time in the world for such topic. <laughs> and uh, I have been all, always curious to know how things works uh, work. And uh, that's the reason I'm so... All, all, quite often spending quite a lot of time in my lab and uh, testing how I can, for example, get some detect mechanism working as expected. And that's the reason we spend uh, our, uh, the community work we are referring to is the Azure AD uh, attack and defense playbook, which is on Thomas' uh, Thomas uh, GitHub uh, site. And we have now published three different sections or chapters to it. First one p- was password spray. And we picked the password spray one because it was the easy one, easy one from the detection uh, point of view. And uh, it, it was quite tricky one to get that one working as, uh, as expected. But of course, uh, we use uh, different mechanisms in there. I mean, uh, for the de- detection, we use Azure AD Identity Protection. We used Azure Sentinel. And also, cloud app security uh, uh, solutions. So, multiple uh, solutions in the game, and also all of those have quite a a bit different mechanisms how they work and how they uh, detect the actual attack. And of course, there is. For example, in Sentinel, you can fi- fine-tune and create your own key- uh, queries. But in, for example, in identity protection, you have a detection mechanism, which uh, is built by Microsoft and also maintained by Microsoft. So you are basically trusting that one. So it was quite a hard task to get all the detection working as expected. But at the end of the day, we were able to do so.
0: And I think that is maybe a good example and was our original um, yeah, trigger for, for doing such a project. Um, we did, we uh, get in uh, contact to exchange experiences, uh, what we see during our tests, during our research work, and, and um, collaborate Together uh, to um, play some uh, attack scenarios and see how every um, defense mechanism in the Microsoft Cloud Security Stack plays together. And this is really uh, a great chance um, and opportunity if you can talk to other experts and come together and discuss the results. And I um, think that was maybe the initial idea behind uh, the, the playbook and the project.
1: Yeah, absolutely great. So I've seen uh, quite a lot of, yeah, content from you on the GitHub pages, uh, really helpful and, uh, yeah, stuff. Uh, and um, I think this is also, yeah, really great view of because it's also interesting, but it's really um yeah, a challenge to get to uh, dive into this uh, yeah topic about MCA's about Azure AD, Azure AD security, how it, it works in yeah in the backend and how the grave IP works and yeah I think it's really helpful what information you have uh, uh, yeah and what content and I see quite a lot of blog posts from you Sammy and from you Thomas and. I, they are so long and so yeah, so full of details. It's yeah, also uh, worth to take a look.
0: And the big question to Sammy will be, how much time? Maybe just if you think around. Don't ask them.
2: The... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't ask about how many time we we, uh, yeah, we spend in uh, this IT uh, research and community project. But yeah, okay. you can do it.
0: Okay. Otherwise, I can, uh, if that will be the second question, what is the most hardest part or the most uh, part that makes fun? Uh, the, the research and um, lab time? Comparing to uh, documentation
2: and publishing, I I I like first the first question: How much time I spend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it of course it depends uh, of the topic and and uh, sometimes the blog post might be quite short one, but there might be. 20 or 30 hours lab time uh, behind the scenes and then only the fraction of the uh, findings are basically fine from the or you can expect to find from the blog post but uh, of course it depends on the topic Uh, for example currently i'm working quite a lot with multi-cloud security monitoring and uh I wrote a couple of weeks ago the high-level overview of multi-cloud security monitoring and security posture management blog post, and uh, I have already planned uh, the next sections or chapters for for that series, and I ended up to the six different parts. So there is lots of uh, stuff coming coming out on, on that area. Uh, Of course, because it's a huge topic when we are talking about AWS, TCP, Google Cloud Platform, and uh, and, uh, also Azure monitoring with Microsoft tools. And there are many tools which you can use in in the ecosystem. So definitely a lot of time will go on there or or it's going in the labs before the actual blog post is published. But as said, it still depends on the topic. Sometimes it might be quite straightforward and, and quite an easy one to do. But I don't know. Maybe I pick a, a bit harder topic for me at least.
0: And you said um, you you work in real multi-cloud environments. Multi-cloud means AWS, Google and Azure and not multi-cloud like. Azure and M365. <laughs> because yeah. <I'm> other people will <laughs> say, that's also multi Yes, but
2: that's also multi-cloud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you add uh, d- d- uh, dynamics also in the game, so then, oh, you, yes. then you have um, uh, also multiple, multi-cloud in there. So when you say you uh,
1: worked in the multi-cloud environment in the last uh, past months and years, so uh, when you take a look from the Microsoft uh, ecosystem to the other cloud systems how was the biggest challenge to um, yeah to connect the other cloud environments did you have some important things that you have to yeah to imagine about this or it's it's a more easy or what is your biggest challenge when you yeah go and connect uh, another cloud environment um with azure uh, as an example
2: i would say that uh... The technical part is, I mean, interesting the data. For example, so Azure Sentinel or Azure Security Center or MCAS, uh, which is cloud App security. If they're interesting the data, it's the easy part. Then when you are doing the detection and, and you basically need to know the source, how the source is working and uh, and uh, that that you are able to build uh, build. Uh, useful and effective rules in your detection systems. And of course, the other angle, which uh, I have been talking a, a lot of with, with uh, my clients is the responsibilities in the different cloud. For example, that part, A party which is monitoring the actual, for example, Sentinel in there, the security operations center might not have any visibility actually to the AWS or they don't have any rights to do anything in there. So the SOAR comes a bit problematic and it might have a totally different responsibilities in other, other clouds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know this is also a big challenge. Um, when uh, a short question from my side. So I'm um, working quite a little bit in the other um, cloud, but uh, mainly focus more on the AWS side. Uh, when when we um, yeah, is there a competitor to Azure Sentinel in the other Azure uh, in the other cloud environment? that you know about this?
2: I'm not familiar with the uh, AWS or Google Cloud mm-hmm. uh, security solutions in in general I, or I mean I, I know those uh, in um, I know common things from there but I, I don't have deep knowledge uh, about those solutions so I'm not able to basically answer that yeah, question. I okay. know I
1: know it's, I know it's, it's also my <laughs> my
2: I, yeah my basic knowledge yes. yes, I I always rely to for example uh, in my my company, I rely to AWS or Google Cloud specialists who, who knows or have the deep knowledge about the solutions in there. Yes, yeah, of course, it's huge ecosystem in yeah. there, and-
0: otherwise, it's impossible to to have deep dive now how across all of the vendors uh, that exist in the, in, the, in the cloud.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you need a team for yeah to yeah. Uh, to make good and uh, good decisions for for the customer and to create good solutions. So you need a team for uh, the cloud environment. And, uh, in general.
0: Yeah, but but in the end, uh, as you already said, um, we've got tools like or oh, platforms like Azure Sentinel Amcast that have some op- op- uh, or options and opportunities to connect also third party uh, apps and um ecosystems so uh when um or what will be your favorite uh when it comes to um a third party integration from uh, from cloud solutions so what is uh, from your point of view the first step that uh the customer should do um, to understand what happens in their uh, cloud environments?
2: Of course, it, it depends uh, what uh, instances they are using. but uh, And what licenses are game. If we, we, for example, start from the Azure side, and uh, if you have, for example, security package in use, so you can use M365 Defender Suite, uh, I would put those or enable those solutions, for example, cloud App security, uh, defender for identity, and so on, uh, so that I'm able to see what's happening in my cloud environment. Defender for identity for for on-prem uh, um, environment, I can get authentication traffic from there. Enable or start from the easy ones to get monitoring up and running. Uh, for basically all of the monitoring solutions, and uh, then of course, if you are as a customer, you want to have a CM in place, uh, you can use or implement Azure Sentinel in there, or use third-party CM. But uh, of course, it depends what tools you are using and what kind of tool stack you have having on your table. Yeah, and
0: and sometimes um, it's maybe a step before that. It is sometimes hard for uh, organizations to understand what kind of cloud services will be used by by uh, by parts of the company because. That is one of the disadvantages in the cloud world. Everyone that has a credit card can go to your to cloud service provider and say, hey, I like to test or uh, buy some cloud services here. And I think that is also a, a challenge for, for most organizations. So what is, what is your approach uh, to support um, organizations that are struggling with
2: this topic? Uh, and then we are basically talking about shadow IT uh, related uh, 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 stuff and uh, cloud app security, for example, MCAS uh, has a cloud discovery feature, which is basically visibility for your applications, what applications your end users are using. And uh, of course, Cloud App Security needs data somewhere. So the easiest integration is uh, with Defender for Endpoint. So if you do uh, integrate the Defender, uh, Defender for Endpoint and MCAS, then you, your endpoints will send the data uh, from network traffic, of course, to Defender for Endpoint service, and then MCAS ingests the data from there. And you can see, uh, or you will get visibility for the applications, uh, what's used in your environment. Uh, an, another approach, which I haven't actually seen uh, or have seen very rarely, is that you can ingest the data also from f- firewalls or, or uh, proxies uh, to MCAS to get the same data. And the best practice is, if I remember right, to b- get the best. Possible visibility, you should use both MDE integration and also firewall, firewalls and proxies. But as said, uh, in many, many cases, or most of the cases, the integration is done with the uh, Defender for endpoint. And it will actually provide very good visibility for the shadow IT part and, and what applications are using, uh, the end user are using. And uh, I have to say that the, the Larger the environment is, it's quite obvious that you might be quite surprised uh, what application you see on the cloud discovery list. I can imagine. So someone turn <laughs>
0: on the light, and the people are shocked to see what happens here. And uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's really interesting. Yes, and
2: it's, it's uh, by by enabling that feature, it will actually only monitor the traffic. It doesn't prevent anything. So you will get very good visibility to the applications, but uh, nothing will be prevented. I have
1: a short question about, and, and I think this is also a discussable question for you guys. and. Um, um the data for from MCAS, they uh, ingested into into the Dodge, uh, Dodge analytic workspace it's right. or and um, what will you say, which is the best design thing for a log analytics workspace? So I see many environments, they're using a lot of log analytics workspace, some environments using only one. But is your what is your approach or what is your best practice to yeah, to create a log analytics workspace or on which um, topics it depends to create a, yeah, a usable uh, landing pay or landing uh, zone for log analytics?
0: Um, so the question was related to MCAS or Ayesha Sanjinov? You know, that, that was why well, I missed the point because log analytics is not part- uh, Is this one
1: not... question in the first? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry.
0: Yeah, okay, no. Ah, okay, okay, okay.
1: okay. Then I'm not, I'm not sure, sorry. Well, well, I MCAS think... lives
0: outside of uh, okay. the world with any okay. resources that you have to build for that. Okay. To, uh, to, uh, at, at minimal at the first step, yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, maybe uh, what, that could be a, a follow-up question. Where is the uh, benefit of ingesting the MCAS discovery logs to maybe Azure Sentinel to, uh, to, to use the, uh, the logs as well in log analytics? Because I read a great blog post uh, that allows to uh, feed uh, MCAS logs to Azure Sentinel. I think the, you you know the art of this purpose. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, actually, uh, even though uh, MCAS alone has, uh, when we are talking about cloud discovery, uh, they actually just, was it, later in the latest release uh, it was rebranded the up, up page so it shows uh, much more details and detailed information how application is used used in mcas you can feed that data through Azure Sentinel native, native connector also to uh, underlying uh, log analytics workspace. And what's the benefit in there is that uh, Azure Sentinel has, of course, you can do your own magic uh, also uh, with the KQL and with the workbooks. But Azure Sentinel has very good, uh, in my opinion, very good uh, uh, built-in Workbook for cloud app security. So you can visualize your cloud discovery data also in there. So, for example, if a uh, uh, security, security team is using Azure Sentinel and uh, Azure Sentinel workbooks, they have all the information also from the app discovery side at the same place. That's, in my opinion, the benefit for interesting, for, for example, that cloud discovery data uh, to local analytics.
0: Yeah, but I think uh, the cloud discovery topic is for most organization also the initial point to get governance to um, sanctioned or unsanctioned apps or how we can say allow or disallow or uh, restricted apps. So is that something what you see in the projects as well that, okay, turn on the lights, uh, strange to, uh, um, awareness, what happens in the environment and afterwards to decide uh, what are the next steps, integration, governance, restriction, or um, what, what are the follow up steps?
2: Many, many organizations uh, are ac- uh, extremely interested about the feature, but I have seen it use it very rarely, ax- uh, the actual blocking of the applications. Uh, the most common approach I have seen, at, at least in, a, I'm working in the Scandinavian area. So most common approach is the monitoring part uh, has been deployed and the blocking of the application is, I would say that it's uh, under consideration. It's interesting approach. And of course, uh, if you find, uh, for example, a rogue application from the environment, it could be immediately blocked uh, from the end devices.
0: Yeah. Okay, and um, the uh, when we talk about MCAS cloud app security, as with discovery, there are also compliance information and uh, some other assistance to uh, to give uh, the organizations um, support to understand uh, if is it a bad or a good idea to allow the the access on something else. So that uh, what what are your um i think uh, or what i say that um what are your favorite features in mcas for for topics around discovery and governance uh,
2: the, the cloud discovery is the one uh, we already covered covered that one where you can find shadow it from your environment but uh, i really like also the uh, a uh, new feature or new add on, which is application governance. I, I call it AppG in my blog posts. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's on a public, <laughs> yes, AppG. Uh, it's on a, it's MCAS add on uh, and uh, it's on a public preview mode at the moment. And uh, I have tested it in a couple of uh, client environments and it's actually. It provides more comprehensive data from uh, from the applications itself. So in, in a in a nutshell, uh, in MCAS, you have visibility for the OAuth-enabled applications. And you can see the app permission levels, uh, how many users have consent to application. And, and you can, of course, use the Cloud App Security filters to... Uh, for example filter the high risky applications and so on very useful for example if you are investigating uh, consent grants around and applications in general in uh, in your ecosystem but what application uh, governance actually prints on the table is that it will leverage the mcas data but also data from azure ad how uh, users have accessed uh, to, the, the, to the application, actually the graph API, and uh, it will get the signing data from Azure AD. So what it will do, it will combine uh, that data to up governance portal, and uh, will show you more details of the applications, how much data has been flowing through, Uh, is application, for example, overprivileged. So some of the permissions are not used anymore or at all, I would say. So it will provide more information and deeper information from the application and especially application usage. Uh, But of course, it's on a public preview at the moment. So things are changing uh, fastly. So I think we might see new features coming on on, on that uh, solution quite quite soon, hopefully at least. Yeah, I think that is something where we see
0: great uh, invests for Microsoft. If we talk about consent grant permissions and uh, the workflow process and new opportunities to verify uh, the owner of the applications with the new app governance uh, features in AMCAS. So I think that is there's room uh, for some defense and protection uh, mechanism because of the increasing numbers of attacks, right? Because mm. if everyone turn on MFA, um, there must be another way for the attackers to get, uh, to gain access. And as we heard, um, consequent attacks are still very popular.
2: Right, I guess. Yes, and, and actually, based on the Microsoft reports, uh, they have been in, in during COVID nineteen times. They have been increasing a lot, using constant grant the type of attacks. So uh, definitely, uh, I, I believe that app governance has its place on the infrastructure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And what will be your second? favorite feature that is in preview or is, um, is something what is maybe also not in um, not very popular at the moment but should be an interest for most organizations.
2: Uh, now, now, uh, uh, I, I had a, some problem with the line. Can you no, repeat no, the no question? Problem.
0: So um, maybe also um, outside of, of the MCAS as a product, what is mm. your second favorite feature or topic that is currently in preview or is on the uh, roadmap, um, but is maybe also underrated or not um, very popular, but should be um, something for our listeners uh, to um, to know more about that.
2: Uh, I would say that uh, if we are thinking about uh, uh, security solutions in general, one of my, and now we are not talking about MCAS, but one of my favorite topic on solution is definitely identity protection, Azure AD identity protection. Uh, the reason is that uh, even though it's, uh, bit of black box, uh, uh, taking into account the rules that you are not able to create, create own rules there, there is a Microsoft uh, uh, AI, uh, behind the scenes, I have seen uh, so many situations that it has prevent the actual preets on the organization.
1: Well, I've seen for identity protection, there are some uh, features coming to the uh, Azure p one uh, license. I think uh, some days ago I see a tweet from Microsoft and some features okay. I may, I mean, from the identity protection, it is Azure ADP2 feature and it will be coming to the Azure ADP1 feature, but I not don't know which features, but something I have, I mean, I have seen. I can take oh, a look at later.
0: Yeah. yeah good, good, good to hear. And I, um, when I remember right, there was also an identity protection deep dive or blog article uh, on Seventy's blog. So for everyone that uh, is interested to learn more what happens behind the scenes of identity protection, um, there is also uh, a blog post for that, right?
2: Yes, I have spent quite a lot of time in my lab, lab to <laughs> ident- identify all the possible scenarios and... Uh, uh, I, I think the tweet uh, Gregor was referring to was—I uh, <clears throat> can't recall the person's name—but anyway, there was some uh, new detection mechanisms added to the identity protection uh, uh, regarding uh, to- uh, access tokens and and uh, so on. So. I, I think there were three different or new mechanisms yeah. which are coming out quite soon. I, I have no idea are those already deployed to all of the tenants or are state, uh, that the rollout still ongoing. But anyway, very interesting ones and definitely worth for, worthwhile for testing. Uh, okay. Are yeah. uh, you
1: doing uh, quite a lot? Uh, yeah, investing time into the identity protection area. What was the interesting thing that you learned about uh, identity protection?
2: I think the most interesting one was actually the detection mechanisms what are happening offline and the deep integration also with the cloud app security, for example, inbox manipulation rules and so on. Uh, Of course, it takes time before those ones are triggered, but uh, of course, and that was the reason I spent quite a lot of time (laughs) and uh, this was all (coughs) Uh, basically we all started with for example cooperation with Thomas that we were uh, having a discussion that how these detection mechanisms actually work how you are able to trigger that one what you need to do to trigger uh, for example inbox manipulation rule if you are for, for example, if you are doing that with the same user all the time, it's normal behavior and identity identity protection doesn't raise any alert. So you need to do it in, uh, for example, with a new user who has uh, some mail traffic already ongoing. And then you do that one. For example, someone hacks your account, Gregor, and does inbox manipulation rule uh, or some, something in inbox which is, uh, Categorized as an inbox manipulation rule, and then it will trigger the actual detection.
0: Thanks. Wow, that's yeah. I, I think we can we can talk about uh, <laughs> other topics for hours. It's really interesting, and I guess for everyone that say, "Hey, MCA's and identity protection," wow, cool. Um, I think one of the good things to follow is Sammy's blog, and follow him on Twitter to get. Um, or uh, changes, news, uh, 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 new features around this topic. Is there uh, any other uh, source or maybe page that you can recommend for everyone that is
2: uh, new to the topic? Uh, if you, for example, <clears throat> want to have more information about the MCAS, uh, I definitely recommend you follow the Microsoft uh, uh, MCAS uh, uh, tech community uh, blog post or page because they are publishing content quite frequently on their and there are cool things uh, in in a regular basis so definitely that is that is one of the page to follow okay cool so Gregor,
0: is it time it's time <sighs>
1: time is so running so fast I think so,
0: yes. But there's one more thing. (laughs) So I think that was um, in our last episode, it was the first time that we did that with our guest, right? Yeah, absolutely. And today, Sammy is also uh, involved and uh, our victim (laughs) for for (laughs) our (laughs) (laughs) our game. At the end of every. Is there
2: any price? <laughs> <And> no, <laughs> so, a good uh, question a free
0: license for free <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, um, take
0: one. <laughs> I take one <laughs> and um yeah i think this is also warning for every um guest guest for the for the next episodes we will uh, i think we will keep this as a tradition in our podcast to have a, a quiz or a game um yeah, and, today, and we have
1: many quiz ideas in the, in yeah, the
2: in Alongside the <laughs> of night Recap Ideas, that is our Absolutely. second uh, think
0: tank. Yeah. So today we have a quiz. We um, was thinking about, hey, you're our first international guest. So we have to um, make uh, some games around languages. And uh, therefore, we decided to talk about terms in foreign languages. Okay, <laughs> and uh, I think you're you are guilty because uh, you um uh, told uh, me um that system administrator in Finnish uh, oh, it's yes, a really it's my wonderful my... word, <laughs> and this is my favorite password, yeah, absolutely. My, my <laughs> just kidding. <too>. <laughs> just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so, uh, system administrator, help me. Uh, what, what was the, the how is it pronounced?
2: It's uh järjestelmän valvoja. Greetings to Sami Laiha. Oh, okay. I will
1: try a lot.
0: <laughs> That's not the easiest word, but we we start with some easy words in our quiz as well. And um, Yeah, Grigor, do you all try with the first one?
1: So the first one, um, we have a word called Ordinator. What is ordinateur? Yes, you are right. It's a French word. It has to be auditor. Oh. And what is the English?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So is that your answer? You have another try. Can you pronounce it once again?
2: Ordinateur.
0: I know no word French, but uh, I think it is uh, the right way to pronounce it. I hope so.
2: I have I,
1: tried it in Google Translate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, I, I thought it would be auditor, but uh, if it isn't, it doesn't reflect to any other word in my head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it's, it's in English called computer.
0: Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Computer. Yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah, it's interesting. But uh, in some languages, uh, also some standard English words are
2: translated. So do you, do you know what is computer in, in Finnish? <laughs> hey, who, who, who's the player of the game? <laughs> <I> don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, okay really. doing We haven't we have any clue. <laughs> so, what is computer in Spanish?
2: My Tieto. next password? <laughs> Tietokone. Can okay. you repeat him? Tietokone. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we, we, we uh,
0: make another rule in this game. First of all, we ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> you have to answer yeah. <laughs> and, and the second one is you get one point if you um, know the language of the word and two points if you know uh, the English word for that. Okay? I think okay. That's, uh, so the next one is Oh, oh I, yeah. I hope I pronounce it the it's right It's good. Way. <laughs> I, Pirata need, Pirata I need Pirata Informatico. What? Pirata Informatico. Informatico.
1: <laughs> Pirata Informatico.
2: The language first. It's not French. No, it's, uh, uh, it's Spanish. Yes, I was actually thinking it might be Spanish, but you said it before me. <laughs> oh, <Oy. laughs> you got the point. <laughs>
1: Ding.
2: You have quite tricky words in here. That was the easiest one. <laughs> that the third one is my favorite <laughs> uh, the spanish word spanish word
0: spanish word and we will make the result what is it in english right so uh kind of...
2: y- yes uh i'm thinking that pirata uh, informatico so, so some information uh Pirate information, uh, private information, privacy information, okay, okay. something like that. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Again. Right.
0: laughs> it is quite simple. Hacker, hacker, pirata for for pirates, I think, and informático. It is a pirate of
2: uh, information or IT. Quite complex, complex, complex word for hacker.
1: Yeah. Then here's the third one.
0: And this is easy for you because you know some German. So (laughs) that... Thomas!
2: Thomas!
0: (laughs) 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 I forgot our rule. Uh, So here's your point.
2: (laughs) So I I know the uh,
1: word is German. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And the word is called uh, Festplattenverschlüsselung. Can you can you repeat that one? Absolutely, Festplattenverschlüsselung.
2: I have studied German, but it was twenty five years ago, and first. uh, I'm not
1: sure this uh, this word exists twenty five years ago.
0: It, it was. I,
2: I, I have to admit that I have no idea. Fest reflex uh, for party, but <laughs> that's only only thing what rings the bell in my head.
0: But we're giving you a little bit of support. So there are two, uh, maybe two words included. Yeah. So uh, festplatte. So um, if we uh, try that word by word, it means hard disk. So hard disk. Platte hard platte disk. Is disk. Yeah, disk. Platte is disk. And the other word is verschlüsselung. And if you have still no idea what it means, uh, we will
2: resolve. Hard disk. Uh, I have no idea. I don't. I don't Starts know, with- I, E. <laughs>
0: yeah, or, or, or in our way um, in the in the word for schlüsselung, um, there's the word schlüssel included, and schlüssel means uh, key. So festplatten, hard, hard disk,
2: hard disk, key, hard disk keys. Yeah, uh,
0: hard disk encryption.
2: Encryption.
0: Yeah. So bonus question.
2: <laughs> so uh, I, I have I have one point in here if I calculate correctly, and you two gave points. that one gave that one to me <laughs> yeah.
0: because of my mistake about. Uh, you got um, two points. Yeah, you get two points, but here's a bonus question because of my mistake. Um, administrator, uh, administrator. <laughs> de, okay, I, I, do you do you know how it is pronounced, Gregor?
1: Oh, no. Administrator de best de datos. Oh, God. De datos. De datos.
0: <laughs> Administrators de, de bas datos. de datos. I think our <laughs>
2: Spanish friends will kill us. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has to be Spanish at least. You got a point. Uh, administrator of, uh, of computer, So, because they were datos or datos or something. De base like. de datos. De base de datos.
0: That was my favorite.
1: (laughs) Or D-base.
0: Database. Yeah, absolutely right. So
2: database admin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Datos, Datos means data. That's, I think, really nice word, Datos.
2: Datos. I have learned new words today. And we have to learn. I hope you enjoyed (laughs) to be our guest today. It was my pleasure thank you for having me it was our pleasure too yeah absolutely
0: and um yeah Gregor I think we have to put some notes in the description of this podcast so some some show notes
1: and we will also do the doing the words into this
0: (laughs) yeah so that's for sure and yeah looking forward um to see you all and um, yeah, let's see what uh, is our next guest or who's our next guest in the, in the, uh, in the uh, podcast. And um, I mean, we have a plan. We have a plan. And we um, yeah, see you all at the Cloud Identity Summit next week.
1: Yeah. Sammy, thank you.
0: Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. It was pleasure. a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.